Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Our guest today is a young woman whose big aspirations launched her into the world of R&B music. Those big dreams were gently nudged in a different direction when an inaudible voice confronted her with these comforting words. I've made you for more than this. There is a power that no human eye can see and no human ear can hear. And that powerful influence can produce a new life in the soul. It can create a new being in the image of God. While the work of the Spirit is silent and invisible, its effects are obvious. When the human heart is renewed by the Spirit of God, you can see it. You can see a change in the character, their habits and the pursuits. The contrast is like night and day between what was and what is. In a moment, you will meet Jennifer Alvarado and see how the powerful influence of God's love changed her heart and turned her dreams upside down, setting her free to pursue a fulfilling life of integrity and peace. Welcome back to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Our special guest is Jennifer Alvarado, whose life was all about music while eating, sleeping, dreaming, working. Jennifer says that for her, it was music, music, music 24-7. And then that all changed. Not that Jennifer lost her interest in music, but the influence of music moved from center stage when an invisible hand gently nudged her in a different direction. Jennifer, we are looking forward to hearing your story and your music. Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you, Mike and Renee. It's a pleasure to be here. So Jennifer, it was all about music. Tell us about the music world and why you decided to make that your career. So it all began when I was a little girl. I had a love for music from a very young age. I grew up with the likes of Mariah Carey, listening to Whitney Houston, who had amazing vocal range and just artistic ability, as well as later as I grew up, I really loved listening to music from Aaliyah and Selena. She was a Latina singer on the scene, and so that was very big for us as uh, you know the Latin culture. And uh, as a result, I was able to, I guess, see what it would be like to go into a career of music uh, through these women that I so admired for their musical ability. So Jennifer, where did you start your singing career? When did you first get on the stage? <laughs> 
So I actually used to work at uh, St. Albans Boys and Girls Club downtown around Bathurst and Palmerston. And as a result of working there, I actually met a lot of different people from different walks of life. And uh, one person, uh, he actually had a friend in Scarborough who had a studio. And we became very good friends. Once he knew that I, I sang, he was you know, inviting me to come to the studio to try it out. And that's where I met the producer that I mentioned of uh, earlier. And um, we sort of struck up a friendship as well. He really loved the stage presence and whatnot. And so he uh, decided to take me on. And from then on, we started to work together. And he was the one who actually produced my album. And as a result of that now, I found myself singing my songs on different stages. I would sign up to sing at concerts around Toronto. I'd sing in bars when I could. I was part of a group of, of singers, songwriters, producers, sound engineers. And uh, the nice thing about it is that we would, we would help one another whenever they needed backup for singing at a show. I would be someone they'd call on. I remember I also helped a friend in a music video, so I got some exposure there, putting uh, myself out there as much as possible. That's pretty much where it began. So in the process of all this, getting on the stage, mixing with other uh, singers and celebrities, did you meet some celebrities or some names that became celebrities? Yes, Mike. Actually, as a result of working at St. Albans Boys and Girls Club, there was uh, one, one night when Drake, he's a big name now, he's a rapper, a Canadian rapper, he came and had a little talk with the youth there at the center, just, you know, about chasing after your dreams and not giving up uh, on them. The youth were very excited to have him there. And uh, around that time, I was also, as a, res as a result of being a part of the group that I had mentioned uh, of young aspiring artists, um, there were many of them that uh, were part of a program downtown Toronto called the Remix Project. And so because I knew them, I would go and visit the Remix Project and find out what it was all about. And uh, soon after, I had actually um, signed up and gotten into the program myself. I was part of the alumni of the Remix Project 6.0. And um, while there, the nice thing that they provide is they bring in different music producers who are already in the music industry to kind of sit down with the young aspiring artists and to talk to them about what it takes to be a musician or a singer or an actor uh, in the big business. We got to meet a lot of people who eventually made it big. For example, Noah James Shabib, he's also known as 40. He is currently, I think, still um, Drake's producer. And uh, Jesse Reyes is another big name artist today. She also went through the Remix Project. It definitely throttled me into uh, a bigger realm of exposure and uh, I really was able to, even if I didn't meet big names face-to-face um, -face, like I am with you, uh, I met people who knew them or were already in the industry or on their way into the industry. So, Jane, while you were carving out your uh, career in the music world, mm -hmm. did you ever feel 
uncomfortable in the entertainment world or was it all lots of fun and applause and um, attention? Well, um, singing is always, it has always been a joy for me. However, I did, um, as I mentioned, being part of the group of young aspiring artists and helping out fellow singers, I remember I was at a particular location. I think this was more for a friend of mine. I was there to support her. And uh, that same day, actually, we were recording a video for one of her songs. And um, I guess they decided to do a uh, photo shoot afterwards. And so, you know, my friend encouraged me, why don't you take some photos? I mean, you're going to need them anyway. And it's true, as an artist, you want to have a lot of headshots and body shots and different kind of things like that. So I said, sure. And even though I was a little bit like, I'm not ready for this, but I said, I'll just keep them for fun. So, you know, we were shooting and the photographer stopped to say, look a little more sensual. Uh, a little more sexy, give me a little more juice, as they say. That's where I drew a blank because literally what came to my mind was the only time I could think of being in that kind of mood is with uh, my husband, right? And, and I'm not married and I wasn't married then and I'm not married now. It was just a very interesting thought and it, it all of a sudden made me feel very uncomfortable to try and be uh, in a very intimate way in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. And I know that maybe it comes naturally for others, but for me it was, it just wasn't, it didn't feel right. And I believe that those were the beginnings of me asking myself, I wonder if I'm really made for this because I did have morals and I did have values. As a woman in the entertainment industry, we do have to sacrifice a lot because the reality is that sex sells. And so I knew slowly but surely, while I could maintain my morals then, going down further the line, I wasn't sure if that would be the case. Mm -hmm. And so I was really beginning to think, um, you know, Maybe, maybe I need to really think this career through. So this is a big challenge. How did you deal with the challenge? So I kept asking myself, how much will I have to give up? I really just wanted to sing for the love of it. And uh, I didn't want to have to compromise my morals, my values, just to be able to do what I loved. So it was quite the challenge, as you mentioned. It was, it was quite, uh, I found myself between a rock and a hard place. Um, around the same time in my personal life, I was also questioning what is truth. This time of my life found me uh, attending different churches, and I was attending the Baptist church for a while. And as much as I loved the camaraderie, the fellowship, something just didn't sit. And uh, I remember one night I was walking home, and uh, I looked up into the sky, and uh, you know, it's, it's not very often that you get a starry sky in the city because of all of the smog, but this night just happened to be a very starry, lovely sky. And I looked up and I just said, I just want to know the truth. And uh, that, that was a prayer from my heart. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? So it's amazing how from that moment, the Lord sort of, 
you know, allowed things to happen in a way that eventually answered that very prayer. And uh, again, being amongst the group of young aspiring artists, as I've mentioned before, there was actually one or two of them who kept the Sabbath. And uh, it was through them that I, I came to, uh, you know, a knowledge of Seventh-day Adventism. I had no idea what that was. It was like discovering a new color that you've never seen before. Um, and I had so many questions, but I was fascinated with the fact that they were uh, so dedicated. They allotted a whole day to just spending time with loved ones, with God, going to church, and, and just resting. You know, I had never heard of that before. Even for us, when we would go to church on Sunday, afterwards we would carry on with business as usual. We would go to the mall, we would go shopping, but this was an entire day just wholly dedicated to God. And I thought that was very precious and very special. And uh, so I would ask them questions. And there was one night where I was supposed to meet up with one of the producers, a friend of mine, and we were going to get together to do something. And uh, he just said, follow me somewhere first, and then we'll, we'll do what we have to do. And so I said, okay, sure. You know, I said, uh, maybe we're going to a studio of some sort, or I was up for the adventure. And uh, it just so happened that we ended up in an industrial-looking place uh, right at Caledonia and Bentworth, not knowing that this would be my future church. I remember he opened up the door, we walked through the hallway, and next thing I know, I'm standing in the foyer of a beautiful church. and. Um, I was surprised. I, I almost wanted to ask, what are we doing here? But I remember when the doors of the sanctuary were opened, he actually went in to open up for a praise and worship practice. And um, so once those doors of the sanctuary were opened, I was enamored with what I saw. I saw chairs beautifully lined up and plants, life, flowers everywhere. And there was something so, so unique about that experience. And it was as if I heard a voice saying, this is it. And I didn't altogether understand that at that moment. But by and by, the Lord began to reveal as a result of that prayer, I now realize it was a prayer from my heart that night. I just want to know the truth. He then began to allow different things to happen from that moment forward that led me to where I am today. So Jane, how did your parents react to your new faith? So when I was ready to get baptized, I was very happy. I was uh, on cloud nine because I found this newfound faith and I had such a love for Jesus and I was growing every day in my love for Him and in the truth. And um, my mother was very supportive but she did come to me one day and she said, if this is what makes you happy, and if this is what you want for you, then I support you. And my dad was there at my baptism as well. Um, but after I got baptized, I noticed that it began to be a bit of an issue in the home. So my dad is a big family guy. He loves to spend time with his daughters, with his wife, and um, Saturdays just happened to be the days that uh, he would 
always have us go out together and it usually was to one of his friends houses but what would happen there is they would drink they would smoke um, there was loud music and all that and so for my sister and I because after I had given my heart to the Lord um, my sister she baptized as a Seventh-day Adventist a year later and um, so we were both in this predicament where should we go with daddy and mom this time um, how would we really keep the Sabbath and uh, it was tough but we mustered up the strength to tell him, you know, um, we don't think we'll go this time because it's hard for us to really keep and observe the Sabbath uh, in an environment where there's a lot of stuff that just are not conducive to that. And he didn't take it very well. He got upset and my mother was able to, you know, speak to him and calm him down and they eventually did go. But I remember that night very vividly that uh, definitely you know, he wasn't happy with it. And um, it was a source of friction in the home as well, Friday nights, you know, because we worship from sunset to sunset. So we would do the chores, but then all Saturday, if there was something to do at home, my dad would be like, what kind of a God doesn't want you to help your mom with the chores? And uh, even that night when we had told him, Dad, we don't think we'll go with you, he said, what kind of a God doesn't want you to be with your family? It did produce some challenges as well. Um, but now I think that over time my parents realized it wasn't a phase, it wasn't something passing. If anything, we have grown in our walk with Christ. And as a result, now they say, Happy Sabbath, girls. And they've warmed up to even asking about the Sabbath and wanting to know more about it. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So the area of your music, did that change? It did. It did. Uh, it certainly did, Mike. I realized, you know, what I was wanting and what I was pursuing before. Ultimately, what it leads to is people praising you for your gift, saying you did a great job, you sang that song well, you wrote that amazing song. And so in a very real sense, what's, what's happening is it's more self-focused, right? It's about you. Whereas when I came to Christ, it was now no longer about me, it was about Him. And I have to say that I am more happy now singing for the one who gave me the talent than doing anything else, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Jennifer, I wonder if you would perhaps share one of your songs with us right now. Absolutely. This song is a special song. It's called For You, and it was written actually a couple of years ago um, when our family got the not-so-great news of my sister who was uh, diagnosed with a particular autoimmune disease. I remember when I went to go visit her in the hospital, I sang a portion of what I had written to her and she, she began to cry. She was overwhelmed, but she was also very comforted to be reminded that God was there with her, even through the whole ordeal of having been diagnosed and finding out what was the matter with her. So I pray that it will be a blessing.
Love beyond Jennifer, that was such a beautiful song that you sang with Sandra accompanying you. It was like God speaking to you and for you. His words from the Bible. Yes, there are. Uh, there is a favorite verse of mine. It's found in Second Corinthians chapter five and verse fifteen. I'll read it here. And it says, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. These are words that I live by. Uh, just reminding myself that now my life is completely 
for Christ. I am sold to Him. And uh, He is everything to me now. And whatever I do, I seek to glorify Him and to give Him honor, the honor that is due, as opposed to uh, reflecting that back on me. And Jennifer, right now you've totally changed direction with careers. You're studying as a nutritionist now. Yes, I am. I have uh, finished my nutritional studies and I am now a certified nutritionist, very different from what I had thought and intended, music to health. It's been an amazing journey just to see how God has, has taken me from where I was to where I am now. I definitely would have never imagined it, but I, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So Jennifer, do you feel like you found what you were looking for that night when you looked up at the stars and you said, I just want to know the truth? Absolutely, Mike. I would have to say yes. I have. I have found peace. I have found joy. I have found a purposeful life, um, which when I look back, I don't think I would have had seeing how so many artists and uh, you know entertainers end up taking their lives or being on drugs it's very heartbreaking i always thank him for taking me out of darkness into his marvelous light because he's given me a life i would have never thought i'd have and it's it's beautiful because it comes from within it's a peace that comes from within something that the world can't take uh, something that no career could really give. And it's a joy that continues to, to grow with every passing day. As I get to know him more and more, he gets sweeter and sweeter all the time. And I'm so comforted by the promise in Psalm 84 verse 11 that says that he will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. He has definitely proven that in my life and I know he will continue to do so. Jane, I wonder if you can pray as we've come to the end of our program. Absolutely, Renee. Let's pray. Loving Father, I want to thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace. I thank you, Father, for how you lead us individually in our lives. And I want to thank you, Father, for your great love for each and every soul. Father, I pray a special prayer for those who are watching today. Lord, you know where they have come from. You know their walks of life. And you know, Lord, what they need, just as you knew what I needed. Father, I can truly say with all my heart that having said yes to you and having turned my back from what I thought would have been a fulfilling life has been the best decision that I have ever made. And I pray, Lord, that somewhere, someone today will also say yes to you and embark on a beautiful journey that only you could show them. I pray, Lord, that they will discover the loveliness of Christ and that they will know him as Savior and Lord. Lord, I thank you for this time spent together, and I ask that you will bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Jennifer, for sharing your story with us on It Is Written Canada. Amen. Thank you, Mike and Renee, for having me. It's been a pleasure. 
friends. Jennifer told us how her life and music were inspired by the Word of God. So we want to help you also be blessed by God's Word, the Bible. Our free offer is a set of Bible study guides. Whether you want to learn the major teachings of God's Word or Bible prophecy, we can assist you to find answers for how to face the challenges you may be dealing with today. Friends, we want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.